But I've been out of school all week. I'm on a freaking jury. What? Yeah, I got jury duty. Not only did I get called for jury duty, I got put on a jury. No. Yeah. What is that like? You did? Yeah, yes, I'm on. I've been out of life in your hands. It's now. it's like. Are you at the Brooklyn Yeah, it's at the Supreme Court. It sucks. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancasino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Tonight we have Jabari Brisport, who is about to take over New York politics. Taking over the 35th. We're going to help him. Yeah, yeah, I think we are. So, um, you had a good week off? Uh, I was definitely not off. You weren't off? I, I worked for seven days straight, okay. 5 a.m. call times, uh, and <gasps> ate a lot of Waffle House. Wait, 5 a.m.? Yeah, almost every day. Oh, my God. Yeah, brutal. Crazy days. Oh, that's awful. And then, uh, yeah, I just got back last night. All right. For this. Yeah. This well, my excuse was I was on a jury last week, so that was on. Oh, tell us all about the case. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us. I've, I've. No one's know, listening. The judge admonished us, you know, many times over. All right, let me just ask this: Is it a murder? No, it's a civil case. Oh, yeah. like, like, give me, give me a hint. Malpractice. What does oh, it start with? yeah. <laughs> starts with yeah, a yeah. mal. Yeah, it starts with a malpractice. <laughs> There's just uh, tell us what it is. I cannot. They're not, I cannot. They're not listening. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not going. To this do is it. why well, I've, I've never been a juror. Yeah. And that's why I can't do this, it. Yeah. I, I would be you, like, you okay, would not so be this guy right. came in and he killed this guy. He took all his <laughs> shit. He lives like right around a corner. I, I would spill the beans. Well, I could never, ever keep. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I should have said that. I should have said because I was trying, you know, every excuse on earth being like, I think I have this bias and I shouldn't be picked. And they read that as honesty, for God's sake. They were no, like, oh, no. this guy sounds pretty honest. No. Let's get him on there. I should have said that I won't be able to keep my mouth shut. I just, I, that's, that's what I, that's my tactic idea. is I will go in it's and go, look, when they would say you can't talk about it, I'd be like, that's going to be a problem. I just can't keep a secret. I'm going to have to tell all my yeah. friends. I got a podcast. I'm definitely talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Right. It's nice. Anyway, yeah. let's not keep our, our guests waiting right. any longer. That's right. Uh, Jabari, you want to just quickly introduce yourself and tell us what you're about to do or what you're in the process of doing? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Jabari Brisport. I'm an artist, activist, and teacher living in Brooklyn, uh, the 35th District, running for city council. Uh, 35th District is Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights, Prospect Heights, and like two blocks in Dumbo. And it's the most awesome district in New York City. Awesome. Wow. Awesome. So you're from there, right? Yeah, third generation. Okay. What what which part of, of that uh Prospect Heights? Prospect right Heights. in the heart and center of the district. Okay, nice. Wow. Nice. Wait, so you said you're an artist? I mean, what were the three things you said? Artist, activist, and a teacher. Wow. Sounds like you're you're ready for politics. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Um so one thing that drew us to you is that you're not running on a democratic ticket, right? So that that is democratic country where you're mm -hmm. running. And yes. so uh, what are you running on and why? I'm running on the Green Party ticket. And like, you know, people think that's hard to do in a democratic uh, district. And like the thing to remember is most people in New York aren't Democratic out of ideology. They're Democratic because they're roped in by the primary system. They have to be a Democrat so they can vote in the primaries. Mm -hmm. um, people are excited by third-party candidates. In my district, a third-party candidate won. Her name was Letitia James. She won on the Working Families ticket in 2003. Oh, okay. She's wow. not the public advocate. She was oh, awesome. Yeah. That, you guys okay. know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if there's oh, any district where a third party is going to win, it's going to be my district. And yeah, the reason I'm running on it is because I'm done with the two-party system. I think it's really bad for political discussion and bad for nuance in the country. And also the Green Party is just awesome. 
and their ideology matches closest to my worldview. Okay. Okay. What? What? Which is what? So, I, I, if you go to your website, uh, Jabari twenty seventeen NYC NYC. Okay. Um, which is great. It has all sorts of you know videos, and the issues there are, are pretty cool that you've laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but out of out of those issues, mm-hmm. you know, what what is the one that you're most passionate about? I'm most passionate about police reform. Um, I was big involved in the, on the Black Lives Matter. I am still involved in the Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement. Had a great group called Artists for Change. We worked on um, drafting our petitions, uh, organizing marches to um, fight and organize against police reform. And um, I have three main ways to uh, address that. I mean, you know, there's like the hot button issues that people are fighting for now on the left, which are the Right to Know Act, so that people, you know, if they're being arrested, you can know which, uh, which, what your police officer's name is and like why they're arresting you. And also an end to broken windows and the closing down of Rikers. And the three things I'm really focusing on this campaign are ways that I think that will erase the divisions between police and their communities, which will lead to greater trust and less police violence, um, I think. So we're focusing on three things, which is uh, moving the CCRB to an elected civilian review board so that people can vote in um, who they think should be overseeing the NYPD. So it's appointed now? It's appointed, yeah, by the mayor's office, the city council, and then the uh, police commissioner himself. And then also doing like participatory budgeting where people vote on how budget is spent, um, bringing that to the NYPD. So you can go into your local precinct and vote and vote on how a you know, share of the budget is spent and how the, the police department is spending your own tax dollars. Yep, yep. And then last but not least, residency requirements so that police actually live within New York City. Mm-hmm. I think that's important that they live. Uh, if they're going to be serving here, they should live in the communities they serve. Right. And I think honestly. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, they right now they just have to live in New York City or the surrounding counties. Yeah. Um, so they like have, half of them live in Staten Island. Yeah, it's like, wow. that's that's cop country right there. Yeah, yeah, really is that? yeah. And got these racial disparities. Most of the black and Latino officers live in New York City. The majority of white officers live outside in like Suffolk, Nassau County, or wow. like above us in Westchester. Right. Um, so that's you know if they're parachuting in to like a predominantly black neighborhood and they're white, they come from out in Long Island. You're gonna get you know they're the the community is not gonna be humanized for them. They don't know them. Right. They don't live there. They don't see them every day. They're just like a threat to them. Right. Right. That makes sense. Um, participatory budgeting. Mm-hmm. That is. It's such a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I hate that term. Like you know, when I when I when I win this, I'm gonna just call it the money vote because I, I I hate and I hate explaining it to people because right. I, I always trip over the words. It's so many syllables. I like money vote is simpler. It gets the it gets the message across. Um, it's an it's a fantastic tool and we a system we already have. I mean, we have it. People can vote. Part, I, and, yeah, I know. Like you're you're in. I remember just Brad Lander, who's my council person. Mm-hmm. Um, he put out the thing and I was literally voting. I was like, I want $10,000 for a new playground or whatever, you know? So he's literally saying that you can, what is your vote to allocate funds? I didn't realize that, that this is a regular thing and can be, go through the entire city budget or are there limitations to it? Or is it some, the purse that you personally would get as a council person? Yeah, this, um, with uh, the system currently now, it's um, it comes out of a very specific um, budget called capital discretionary funds, okay. which means it only goes specifically to capital projects. So like brick and mortar, you can use it to fix up the playground, yeah. like you said. Slush um, fund. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's the technical term? <laughs> yeah, it's a slush fund. Um, really, yeah, that's a nice way to say it. But a slush fund only for capital projects. So right. you can't do it for a block party or like, you know, a concert. It has to be for like actual shit you're building right. with like, you know, your, your hands right. or with machines. Yeah. Um, and the thing to know about, too, is it's always like uh, portrayed as this fantastic fantastic like generous offer of the city council they're, they're dropping a million dollars in the district or two million um the entire budget the capital discretionary funds budget that it comes out of is around 510 billion dollars only around 38 are uh, allocated between the council members that actually participate in it so it's really nothing the rest is um you know they uh give out to 
special interest groups or whoever yeah. like rubs rubs their elbows the right way, and then they come back five years later being like, or excuse me, four years later, however, the next election being like, I did all these things for the community, and it's like, no, you just use the, your discretionary right. funds to uh, to pay them. Right. Yeah. Right. Doing what you're supposed to do. Why did yeah. you decide to uh, throw your head in? Oh my gosh, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. I, I've i been, like I said, I did the Artist for Change thing for Black Lives Matter. I've been fighting against gentrification with other arts groups. Uh, I've been making political theater against income inequality. And aside from my artistic endeavors, I've been just marching a lot and calling um, elected officials and writing uh, letters and doing everything I could. And I, I got tired of like doing everything I could think of and it not being enough. And I got tired of like trying to convince my politicians to uh, come to see things my way and decide to just be a politician myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's so in terms of taking on a Democratic incumbent mm-hmm. um, in New York, in New York, <laughs> in in this district um, where, you know, the Democratic Party runs that district and mm-hmm. runs most of the districts in Brooklyn. Um, what do you see as your biggest challenges to mm-hmm. ousting a person like this? Getting the word out. Um, it, the if we don't get our message spread um, far and wide enough as qu- and quickly as we can, then, you know, election day will come. People will be like, well, I don't, I don't know, Jabari, I don't know, Green Party, I know, just vote for the Democrat, and they'll just vote down the line. Right. However, if they actually know about us and they've seen our platform and they've, I mean, my, our, our ideas are stronger. Our, our, our ideology is for the people. Um, unlike, you know, the current incumbent or, uh, so if, if we can't get our word out, that'll be our biggest challenge. But if we can, we have a strong chance of securing this, this uh, victory. What do you think the biggest misconception about the Green Party is? A bunch of hippies that like pot and granola, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like pot and granola. <laughs> Maybe I should so. join. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other things that it's, that are that um, apply to me are uh, things that such as like a strong focus on social justice. Like it's really the only party really fighting for like um, the Black Lives Matter movement in terms of like the elected civilian review board that I mentioned. It's calling for full reparations. And then decentralization. Um, it's really strong on local communities, community-based organizing, um, community like grassroots led, grassroots led politics. So like I have, I, have, I have a say, like one of my planks is now in the state party. Like you can't say that with either yeah. of the two of the two corporate parties that right. anybody that's registered can just like submit things to be in the platform and it gets there. It's like it's walled off. So I love that. I love having a say in it. And I love the advocacy on peace. I'm a, I'm a huge anti-war person. I was always, you know, rank, rallying against the Iraq war. Um, uh, when Bush was uh, president, I was super reluctant Obama voter in 2012 mm-hmm. because of, you know, the drone strikes and uh, his failure to close down Gitmo. So, uh, yeah, the Green Party is uh, it's. It's it's a radical leftist thing. I'm um, strong on social justice, and it's also anti-capitalist, which right. I uh, I'm really done with capitalism. I think a lot of millennials are. Yeah. 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 What what um, do you see as the biggest problem that is born of capitalism, or the type of capitalism that we have? I would say income inequality. I mean, that's I mean that's the root of so many things. And uh, disparities in capital. I mean, you can just start off by talking about just like an amazing concentration of wealth that's born out of people like hoarding um, hoarding wealth or hoarding capital with the with the means uh, with the goal of extracting um, profit from it instead of um, devoting it towards people's needs. There's that, and there's also the product the problems of like racism. I mean, uh, my 
my coming out as a socialist was looking looking at all the links between capitalism and um, racism and how you know black people were literally brought here as capital and then um, you know sharecropping is a, pro- a, um, a product of capitalism uh, Jim Crow redlining uh, the for-profit prison industry uh, for-profit policing all that it's um, for profit it's extraction and it's a it's a pred- um, predation on the black body um, so in terms of income inequality and racism I mean those two major things yeah 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 um, hmm. I got a question yeah yes sir how many people normally vote in this type of election? Like, what, what was the last vote? We have turnout. a really high turnout at my district. Um, it's uh, last election was twenty something thousand. I, I, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, we have a high turnout, which is well. I mean, in perspective, I think there are on one hundred and seventy thousand people in the district. One hundred and fifteen. Um, are yeah, registered so, so it's so, not that good so it's like it's <laughs> right. like around a 25 percent turnout even it's in new york it's terrible. just crazy yeah, yeah. so yeah, so 20- what do you need to do so i mean it's an up it's i mean look we we're, we're we want you to win right <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we, right it's but, obvious. but it, i mean when you're going up against a democratic machine they'll do everything they can to crush anybody that's not a loyal democrat so what is your elections are in november mm-hmm. what's the game plan for you to get known, for you to get people to understand what you're representing. It's going on knocking on doors and holding town halls and local meetings. So like um, next Monday, we're having a big event. We're calling it the Inside Scoop. It's at an awesome ice cream shop. Uh, there's vegan options there. I'm a vegan. Um, but it's like there, it's Ooh, like a little... deal breaker. I know, I know. It's a green party. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you're going to have to eat a hot dog at some rally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be there at this, uh, this ice cream shop, just like talking about the issues, getting people's uh, feedback on what they think are important. And then we're knocking on just like a lot of doors. Um, um, we have a game plan for how we're doing this. We're approaching all the left votes first. So we have um, have all the registered voters in the district. We've categorized them by party affiliation. We're targeting uh, Greens, independents, and people with no party affiliation first. That's around 15,000 people. Once we've done that, we shift to that map that came out of like who voted how in the primary, and we target blocks that voted more towards Bernie so we can get the left progressives of yeah, the Democratic yeah. Party. Mm-hmm. And then that should give us in, uh, that should put us in a good place to like around September when we can really just start trying to grab all the votes of whoever the supporters of whoever lost a democratic primary mm-hmm. and if we can like have a strong base coming in to september and then get it's probably gonna be a close race and then just get whoever like the voters who've ever lost we should be able to go past the halfway point and win this wow that's a good plan that's a good game plan and then your social media game's got it i mean that's that's kind of how you do it now <laughs> yeah I yes mean, that's, that's got to be part of the the arsenal right that's the thing yeah we uh i was i've been going back and forth with people on my team about like uh social media because i'm like i mean my thing i like i disagree with you guys slightly like i think most of our effort should be put on like on the ground game and stuff Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like I'm not sure how many votes social media gets, but a lot of people on my team are like, yeah, I'll put put my money on the social media budget. Like, spend more <laughs> well, money on I think media. it's both. I mean, I think I think you the the ground the ground part is just that's mm-hmm. that's the you have to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, you need to shake people's hands. They need to see you. They need to hear you. Especially voice. for a local they need to meet you, of course, events, right? But the social, I mean, Bernie blew up because of social media. Like mm-hmm. the Joe Stein got big social media. Mm-hmm. I, I never heard of her before. She started to blow up on Facebook. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it just has to be part of the plan with almost anything like it, that you want to get out there. It's just yeah. a, it's a, such a great vehicle. If you can get one person that's got the following in your neighborhood mm-hmm. to, to retweet you or repost you, suddenly people watch the video. Suddenly people read the tweet and it's like, who is this guy? I mean, that's what happened with Bernie. I mean, right. I think I, 
I think you got me on Bernie before anybody was talking about Bernie, and I watched a couple of videos, and I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. Right, right. And that was then I started sharing it. I mean, I can't even imagine how many people unfollowed me on Facebook the first five months of the election, which I'm fine with. Well, but yeah. Good I was just like, listen to this guy. And I would post, I mean, it became nothing but a political page because I just got so behind his message. I, so. I have a question relating to this because Bernie was the first politician that I've seen that, that had a chance in hell. Um, to openly say he was a socialist or mm -hmm. democratic socialist, right? right? So he kind of made it a safe word mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, as you describe yourself as a socialist, mm -hmm. as being anti-capitalist, being a green, and so on, uh, do you what, if any, pushback do you get from the community that you hope to represent when when you introduce yourself as I am a socialist? And because you know, America, that for many people, that's still a dirty word, right? <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've had like heads turn until I started talking about the issues. Um, like even I was at this, uh, this, I was lucky to go speak at this panel of young Democrats uh, of Brooklyn uh, last week. And uh, we were talking about like, you know, uh, Jamani Williams was there and he starts off by saying, hey, I'm a, I call myself a progressive. I don't know what that means anymore because a lot of people are calling themselves that. And so I went up, I was like, yeah, I call myself a progressive too. I also don't know what that means, but I'm also a socialist. I know what that means. Right. And you just seen the head, like the, the, on the heads right. perk up when right. I said of the, word, the right. big S word. Right. But then you start talking about the issues, right? And you get away from this fear that socialism means government takes over everything. And you start right. talking about community control and um, worker power and um, how people should have a say in how the, the police departments run and people should have a say in how housing is structured and people should have more of a say in the government and the economy. And then they start to say, oh, I would like a say in these things that that makes a lot of mm -hmm. sense. So once you transcend like the the quote unquote scary S word and start talking about the issues and like the actual meaning of the word, people like people get really get behind it. Right. Because it's actually more democratic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's the thing that always blows my mind is, and it's it's unfortunate and it's just because in a lot of poor communities it's they're lacking education. So mm -hmm. they get they read headlines, they read news, you know, they watch news, they get sucked into believing someone else's opinion, but if if the people who who should be socialists just paid a little attention to it, the party would would skyrocket. You you your cause would fly in the air mm -hmm. because so many people, especially right now, mm -hmm. healthcare is about to go away mm -hmm. for millions of people. Uh, education is completely mm -hmm. not affordable, and it's mm -hmm. just like people still constantly vote against their self interest, which mm -hmm. must be very frustrating for a politician who's got to knock on doors because you got to realize that you're gonna you're gonna go up against people that really should vote for you, but they're going to be afraid of what you represent because they don't know anything mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, no, I fully, it hasn't happened yet, but I fully expect people to be like, Green Party, fucking Joe Stein, right, fucking right, Ralph right. Nader. And we're right. like, are you going to, I'm running for a local office here. I'm running for yeah, city council, right. do you? But then just, the Democrats convinced everybody that Joe Stein and Gary Johnson are why Hillary lost. So it's like, yeah. now there, there's just all this bullshit spin that, I don't know, it's just, it's, yeah. it's just something that is sad. Well, but, it's purposeful. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that it's their dirty it's, tactic. It's 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 very astute use of shaping the sort of audiovisual universe where you know all you're getting yeah. is that anybody who deviates from the party line is basically a traitor and and effectively a Trump voter, mm -hmm. right? Um, right, and and therefore uh, to even think about a third party, right, is. It's so is, is 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 yeah, is, is, is is tantamount to I I don't even know what right I mean because there's still this narrative out there that that to even think about any deviation from the Democratic Party even within the Democratic Party mm -hmm. right De it, it's it's actually like very Stalinist like there should be no debate the party has decided right I mean and that's 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 what it should be yeah mm -hmm. um, and and God forbid that 
you know, the tens of millions of people who voted for Bernie Sanders, who well should have a voice in this party, um, they're being, you know, purposefully cut out and being painted as traitorous. I mean, they're right? still pushing down his agenda, and he's the most popular politician Absol- in the country. Right absolutely, now. absolutely. Besides the so, rock. So, you know, this is <laughs> yes, yes. The Rock and Sanders. Wait, I, are saw, the most. I saw. Some, How about that I saw ticket? some poll where it said Rock the Sanders most. most well, that's a great, great, great ticket. Great T-shirt. Too. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, that it said The Rock is the most popular personality on Earth. What? He is right, right. Literally, that it was like because. He, People just like gravitate towards because like, he's, oh, he's amazing. The rock. Yeah, he's the rock. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like rock. oh, I, I, like I'm certainly not put off by him. And if anything, I like I, I'm maybe agnostic. And if I'm pushed, I like him. <laughs> so yeah, like that's yeah. not to like. Yeah, I, mean, right? just, I can't tell you how many people I have a conversation with where I'm like, the rock's running for president, and they think about. Usually, people like in the policy, they think about it and they go, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> I, I mean, because we love the rock. Yeah. he's like an American treasure. <laughs> that's right. Um, so I guess, you know, maybe we'll start wrapping up, but mm-hmm. what do you, what do you need from your followers? What do you need, uh, in terms of, uh, support and how do you get your funding? Oh my gosh. Donate, donate, donate. I'm being shameless about it. Uh, New York city has this thing called matching funds, uh, which basically means if you live in New York city and you donate your, whatever you donate gets matched six times. If you donate a dollar, $6 oh, no comes way. in from the city. If you donate $10, if you donate $100, the city <laughs> kicks in 600 And your tax dollars already paid for this. It's already in the pot. So you're basically just choosing who, which, which politician is going to get the money. So donate. It gets matched six times. Um, you have to live in New York City. And it's up to one seventy-five, dollars um, And then you can donate more. But only the first 175 is matched. So donate, donate, donate. Um, it helped me be viable. Um, and help me kick ass in the uh, this election. And then, and then I guess really I, I, for... I mean, I'm sure we have a ton of people in your district that listen. Like, wh- what is your what's your pitch to to voters? Voters, if you want a candidate who's going to shake things up, especially on police reform, who believes housing is a human right and believes income inequality is the scourge of our society right now, you should vote for me, uh, Jabari Brisport, Jabari2017.nyc. Great man, I, I wish you the best of luck. I, yeah, I wish I could vote. I know. Here. I wish we were in the district, but yeah, but we're going to encourage everybody. We got friends over there. We do. Yeah, we do. and vote third party. Enough with these two parties. I'm I know. just so over it. I know. Mm-hmm. They're, it's okay. Yeah. It's it's a good thing. Yes. And socialism is not a bad word. It's a great it's word. A yeah. word. Democratic yeah. socialism is a safer word. Yes. Yes. The yes. same yes. thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is indeed the same thing. But you have to, if you say the democratic, democratic socialism. Democratic socialism. It sounds nicer. Right. Well, it's funny. I was canvassing right. out in Bay Ridge right. for um, Free right. Cooney. And like someone was like, who are you guys with? And I was like, well, Democratic Socialist of America. And like I got halfway through and she's like, oh, great. Democrat. I love it. Great. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I guess as long as you sign the petition, lady. <laughs> Whatever. Well, man, we wish you the best of luck. And, uh, you know, we, we'll be rooting for you and pushing yes. you hard. So, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Go get them, dude. I, I hope you. I hope you get it. I think what you're doing is really awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. This is really fun. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. No politics at the dinner table is produced by Jeep Beta Roy. The election is November seventh. 